This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Kick 360 is back. Glad you're with us. Big show planned today across the Outkick Network and right here inside Blackbird Studio. Studio G, Nashville, Tennessee, the Blackbird Academy. Alongside Chad Withrow, Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton, Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson making the show happen for us. David Reed is the chairman of the board. Sarah Triplett, our production assistant today. Becca Risley, Sleepy Danny also making the show happen down the hall. What a sports night. Think about where we were June 23rd of 2020 versus last night, June 23rd, 2021. Atlanta last night winning game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Trey Young, who scored or assisted on 72 points for the Atlanta Hawks last night. Unbelievable performance from Trey Young. Vandy wins on a wild pitch at the College World Series in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. The Islanders, in overtime, force a Game 7 after trailing in the series by two games. Two games to none. They force a Game 7 last night. Jacob Swanson won a same-game six-leg parlay on behalf of Outkick360 and FanDuel.com. The Yankees score two in the bottom of the ninth on a two-run blast from Gary Sanchez in a walk-off. All of this happening in a matter of about 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Unbelievable night. Compared to a year ago where on our show we were reminiscing of sports stories of the past and Chad Withrow was on a mandatory voluntary furlough the same week. What an amazing... Like last night I found myself thinking about where we were a year ago and appreciating everything that was happening on the highlight reel for June 23rd. It was awesome. Guys, what's up? It's remarkable to think back. uh, A lot of things from a year ago this time. Like, we could do this almost every day. Uh, What was it like a year ago at this time in the sports world compared to now? But great illustration, Hutton, of uh, just why it's a remarkable time to be alive right now as a sports fan uh, with everything back and with the amount of games we have to talk about, and of course, summertime is all about getting ready for football season also, that we know is going to be fully attended uh, pretty much everywhere across the country. It's, it's a magical time. Strong Paul. open, Hut. It's making me remember something I brought up on that show that you're talking about, or in, in that string of shows, where we didn't have live sports to talk about, where we were talking about Netflix a lot, and how much people were binging everything on Netflix, and where we... Were we going to run out of Netflix options? And, and I, I, I remember asking and us having a conversation about the idea of uh, would this pivot in a way where when sports were finally back and we had a full menu like we did last night or on a lot of nights lately, would, would it pivot where Netflix was, wasn't something that we were flipping to at all because we had so many live sports options? And I think it has, like you're talking about. There was so much to flip through on so many nights lately. I haven't flipped to Netflix much lately at all. It's kind of evening out now. The sports library is very heavy. And the Netflix library that I'm anxious to get to is is very light because I don't want to miss something. You know, last night I missed the Yankees uh, ending. I was kind of keeping an eye on it. That's my team. And I, I didn't see it until a highlight because I was watching some other stuff and, and kind of lost track amongst the many options. Oh, wait, this time last year, we did not know if the NFL was going to play. They yeah. were still chatting. The 60-game mandatory Major League Baseball season was just announced around this same time. And there was uncertainty on, on all of it. 
Well, in the uh, college football season, I think at this time was still up in the air until they later came out with the what late September start in the SEC uh, for games. Uh, amazing to think back on what it was like. And how about Jacob Swanson? Yes. Giving us all a reason wow. to tune into that Astros-Orioles game. <laughs> uh, another thing that, while those games weren't even happening uh, at this time a year ago, uh, just something else to be appreciative of right now. Let's talk about how good this bet was. Okay, We bet five Astros hitters, their five best hitters, to get a hit while the Astros won. I was at Simon's baseball practice, and I went to monitor this game very early. And in the third inning of the game, four out of the five guys already had a hit. I mean, we were we were going. If there was a cash out button there, they would have paid us almost the whole bet. I don't know. That's why there was no cash out button. Um, and and uh, it took one guy to his third at bat, which was still in what inning? The sixth. It was the sixth or the seventh inning. I mean, we Alvarez. had this bet one in the sixth or the seventh inning. That's how good Jacob Swanson oh, was. Not last ju- night. not just getting a hit. The guy who he needed to get a hit hit a home run. <laughs> that that's how great it was. And then the Astros won in blowout fashion. Well, listen, we need to fall on the sword here because we've struggled, the three of us, in our passing the parlay around in terms of wins. And we had this weapon sitting behind this terminal where I can't see his beautiful face anymore. I've been prohibited. Well, the, built the, weapon, the weapon, to be fair, is Jacob Swanson and the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, they <laughs> play team. a huge role in this. Hutton's an Orioles fan. Let's get right to it, Jacob. We're going back to the well, are we not? Today, you, you have the honors, Your Honor, uh, for the FanDuel.com 360 parlay. Absolutely, we are. <laughs> we are going back I love it. We were to the Orioles and we betting against them up. as they as they I, face the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's win it this, and win it early. Well, this this parlay, this Outkick 360 parlay, we're about to lay out there for you. I told Jacob, and if you guys agree, we'll do it. If this hits, <laughs> I, I give him a long leash. Give him a week. He would have, at least screw that. Two at least. I'm saying he could lose <laughs> ten straight times. But I'm going to keep going back to the well with Jacob. If he hits on this tonight, we had a six-leg parlay last night hit. Granted, the odds weren't like most six-leg parlays. It's six things that had to happen. Happened. And it's quick. If he hits this one tonight that we're about to unveil for you, I will go on record. He is picking the parlay for at least ten losses straight before we go away from him. If he'll be willing to take that responsibility on, then he's doing it. If you can get a signal in Nebraska that lets you make these bets. Jacob Swanson, do you accept? As long as the Orioles keep pitching horribly, I think we can make that happen. <laughs> Orioles. Oh, that'll happen. <laughs> That's the one thing you can bet on on a nightly basis, according to Hutton. No, the, we asked Hutton, I asked Hutton, how is Aiken as a starting pitcher when I was looking at the they're game? All, they're all bad, right? And uh, Hutton's response was, all the Orioles pitchers are bad. <laughs> I'm Aiken, asking the same uh, question. <laughs> Aiken at the time, I think, was 0-2 on the season and was averaging about six runs per game. Though so. They do have a no-hitter, so there's a possibility they have a good night. It could happen, <laughs> but it probably won't happen. Here's the other thing. But was that no-hitter all balls? Uh, yeah. Yes. So um, it can be. <laughs> they'll, they'll take requests. Jacob, please, when we ask you a question. Now we don't. We don't. Yeah. You know what? Though I've always said I'd rather say whoa, whoa than go. Than go yeah. I want. I want to back people off. Like I like the energy. What was it? Uh, I saw a quote from Lou Holtz. I shared with Hutton that the way you deal with a lack of motivation is you get rid of unmotivated people. Uh, Jacob Swanson chiming on that shows me he's definitely not an unmotivated person. He's so motivated. he stays. He can definitely stay. He's motivated. So we never talk about our losses on Twitter, or you know, we don't publicize them. We also really don't talk about our wins. But I'm all for publicizing our wins and then not talking about our losses when it comes to FanDuel parlays. Are you guys okay with that? I mean, it's sure. funny how that works in the betting world. Yeah, but that's the way it should work. I mean, I'm fine with that. Show me what you want, and then maybe I'll try to replicate that. We will uh, give you the uh, t- tonight's 360 parlay coming up, and also a, a great offer for new users. We want to give well. you time to write this down. Get get a pen and paper ready. It's a lot. How how about Trey Young last night <sighs> and uh, the Atlanta Hawks taking Game One? Um, heavy underdog. They were eight point underdogs going into Game One against the Milwaukee Too Bucks. Too heavy, I think. And not only do they cover, they win and. 
he, he takes care of 72 of their total points if you count assists and buckets. And that shimmy total. is a legend. Uh, I mean, he's building a, a bit of a legend here, right? I mean, what that, that is. That shimmy goes in the legend five That's right like the Steph Curry releasing the three, turning around to the bench, right. and giving the high five before it goes in. Uh, he was fantastic. I, I just, I still can't buy the Hawks. I just I, can't the buy way. the fact that they are going to beat even Milwaukee with relying that much on Trey Young. I don't think you can consistently do that and win four games in the series. It was remarkable last night. Totally shocked me with that comeback and that win. The NBA also right now, we didn't get a chance to talk a lot about it yesterday. We had a, we had a packed show. The DeAndre Ayton oop with .8 yeah. seconds left to win for the Sun. That is a fun team. I've been talking about them throughout, but that is a fun team to watch. I do think there is a level of uh, something that's really good for the league that we're starting to get exposed to these types of teams. Phoenix, Atlanta, Milwaukee. It's not going to help their bottom line because overall ratings are going to be down for these series if I had to bet. But as a basketball fan, I like that I'm actually watching the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks where otherwise – I wouldn't be able to tell you more than two players on either of those rosters. Well, that that was my point when the when the series started with the Lakers and whether or not they were going to win their play-in game. Is what would the league do without LeBron and and showing and, and showcasing their star power? Um, and it, you could say the same thing. What would the NBA do when Durant is out? You know, the the greatest player on the planet, Kevin Durant, eliminated from postseason contention um, or, or or championship contention. And, and now we're seeing some young stars step up. I don't know how you allow a single player to take over the way Young did. I don't know and how has. you allow Trey Young to do that. I know I can understand how you allow a six foot ten point guard in Kevin Durant that does everything well. He's unstoppable. Right. I, it's amazing to me that a guy of his stature can take over a game and you can't just body him to death. You can't just run multiple bigger defenders at him and just over the course of a game wear, wear him down, down use up take the ball out of his hands. I mean, even if it's I'm going to give up some open looks to other guys, just consistently get him to get rid of the ball and find the open guy. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how he does it. I also don't know how the Bucks can't do a better job or any team of stopping it. And some of that's pure not... skill. I mean, he, he's, that, that floater, that runner he hit with about three and a half to play last night, phenomenal. I, I mean, you're just not stopping that. And I, that's his game. He that, loves yeah. that shot. That, that, that's an awkward yep. eight to 12 foot runner or stop shot, stop and pop shot right there. He's great at that. I'm move. like you, Chad. I'm not a huge Atlanta buyer, but I think it's the kind of team like Guys like me and you keep not buying them all the way to them winning the NFL. Well, why are NBA you not buying them? I don't know. There's just something about them that they don't feel uh, com- complete enough or big enough to to me. <coughs> he's he's terrific, and I and I love him. Um, but I just ex- I keep expecting the other team to do better. Um, and I don't know. For some reason, to me, it keeps feeling like a failure of the other team instead of a success by Atlanta. That's a me problem. Absolutely a me perception problem. And I don't know why it hasn't flipped for me yet. I felt like the Knicks failed. I felt like uh, Philadelphia failed. And last night, I felt like, uh, to a degree, the Bucks failed. I, that's not fair to Atlanta at all. That's a, that's a Paul Kuharski problem. Well, and uh, maybe we should get our buddy John Kincaid on the show at some point. I would be interested to know what is the pulse of Atlanta, the market. He's in Philly now. In terms of, oh, is he? Yeah. Well, we'll have to get someone else out from Atlanta. We'll talk to him about the failure of Philly then yeah. at some point. But the pulse of Atlanta in terms of um, going all in on the Hawks. Is that taking place right now? I, I saw How some not? media members I follow saying this is unlike any run that I've covered with a Atlanta pro sports team because it's so unexpected. You know, the Braves have had great – when they went to the NLCS a year ago, you're thinking this is a team that could go to the World Series and win it. No one was really thinking about that with the Hawks. The Falcons even. When they went to their Super Bowl, Bowl run. Great year. I, I would love to – I'm always fascinated with a city and how they embrace things. We talk about it a lot locally here in Nashville with different teams. We saw it with the Preds in their Stanley Cup final run. If this Hawks team goes to the NBA Finals, how big of a deal is that to the city of I Atlanta? Anytime. As opposed to Braves or a Falcons Super Bowl run, oh. it's not going to be as big as a Falcons Super Bowl run. 
Probably not going to be near as big as the Braves, but how close is it? I think any time a team in a city is going to a conference final, it's, it's huge in that city. I mean, you're measuring it against sports that are bigger than it, obviously not as big. Predators in a Stanley Cup final in Nashville are not going to be as big as the Titans in a Super Bowl. But anytime a team in a city goes far in the playoffs, it's going to be giant, right? The city rallies around it. Um, I can't remember what town I, I was reading about, you know, but somebody was just tweeting like I, uh, it was it was in Arizona. Somebody went to the supermarket, you know, everybody's talking about the Suns. It's just how how it works. Well, because I'll say this, though, about just comparing the different sports. Obviously, football, king. And you go to a Super Bowl, it's bigger than anything else for your city. And I can say that about pretty much any city in America, maybe with a couple of exceptions. But I will say that Preds run in 2017, there's been nothing uniting like that from the Titans locally. Now, I've always said I want to see the Titans host an AFC championship game. I want to see what that scene is like for a weekend, for a Sunday, to host the biggest game of the year other than the Super Bowl and have it in your city. But when the Preds were in town in the Stanley Cup final or the Western Conference final or you saw the watch parties and everything else, I I can't remember a bigger local unifying thing than that run. Other than the parade that the Titans had. Yeah, yeah. and again, I'm talking more recent you know, memory, but yeah, the parade the Titans had for the Super Bowl back in 99, 2000, was a big deal. But I I don't know. I guess that's why I want to have someone from Atlanta to talk about the Hawks. I just don't know. I don't see these huge watch parties going on. Hutton, you've talked about the environment in the arena. It's the best environment in the the NBA right now is in Atlanta. If you just watch the games, it's, it's not even close. And the one thing that's different, obviously, that makes NBA, NHL, and and MLB better in terms of what you're talking about, Chad, is that it's a series, you know, and that, and that you have home games and, and back and forth. Super Bowl's gigantic, but, you know, the best you're going to have in your city are rally parties and watch parties and stuff. And, and if you want the best of it, you're leaving town. You're not in there's town. A, there's a volume issue also. The volume of games you're going to have in an NBA run or an NHL run is so much. You're getting three nights a week where everyone goes to their television and watches the local team or goes to the sports watch bar or goes to the watch bar or goes to neighbors. Spending an entire afternoon and night downtown in their city yeah. going to the game where football, it is eternal buzz. All week is talk about it on shows like this. It's talking with your buddies at work about it, and then it's getting ready for the game all weekend. You start Friday mentally preparing for that playoff game on Sunday. It's just different in terms of volume of games. Um, but, I, again, I, I would just be interested to know what it's – we see it in Milwaukee when they're away, the, the, the game against Brooklyn. They had a great plaza party going on. So some of these NBA markets – I remember Toronto when they won it all. Remember the scene in Toronto outside of the arena with everyone? I mean, those are cool to watch. Curious to what it's going to be like for Atlanta if they keep this up. Tonight, the NBA is in L.A. Clippers hosting Game 3, down two games to none against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Chris Paul sounds like he is going to play for the Suns tonight. Um, and Kawhi Leonard out for the Clippers. Uh, that part is expected. They've come back from 0-2 twice. And coming back from 0-2 three times is unprecedented, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, in the postseason they, total, yeah. you're saying? Yeah, they have One done that. One postseason. Um, so, and it's the first time we've seen the Clippers on, on this stage as well. Uh, in the I mean, Western it sucks Conference that Kawhi Finals. Leonard's not there. I mean, uh, you want to see everybody complete. I, I'm honestly amazed that they're competing as well as they are without, without them. Yeah. I've been very impressed with the Clippers. And I watch the Clippers, and I think if Kawhi Leonard was healthy, they are hands down the favorite to win it all. The way they've played, I mean, yeah. is there any doubt if you were betting on a team to win, win it all? If Kawhi's completely healthy, it's the Clippers. That's the team to beat. Not the case now without him. And right now it looks like the Suns. Right. With the way Booker is playing and and doing the same thing Young's doing. He can score and he can dish. And you can't stop him. Plus they've got fans beating the living hell out of people in the stands, which is always an uptick in your chances to win a title when you have that happening. Never (laughs) a bad thing. Coming up, Chad Withrow faces a big dilemma tonight. Do we have details on that? Plus... 
quarterback negotiations going on across the league for quarterbacks going into year four, not year five, what that means for certain franchises. That's straight ahead. Last night's sports landscape, the, the, the sports schedule, not limp, but if you are, mydrhank.com slash outkick is where you should go. Look, erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men. It does not have to make you feel like half of a man. Since 2017, my Dr. Hank has been making America hard again. My Dr. Hank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. And if you've uh, got issues with this and you're thinking, I want something discreetly mailed to me, you don't need to feel that way because this affects over half of men. But if you do feel that way, my Dr. Hank can ship this product to you discreetly and from a pharmacy in the United States. And what an offer. Do you like things that are 50% off? I, I do. So if you go to mydrhank.com, mydrhank.com slash outkick, sign up, you get 50% off your first subscription order. You can't get a deal much better than that. Mydrhank.com slash outkick. Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. If you are watching on YouTube, we hope that you'll subscribe to the channel, hit the subscription button, hit that alert button so you know we go live every every day at noon Eastern, but also when we post new content. And for subscribing, for hitting and ringing that bell at the YouTube channel, you're automatically entered to win a great prize from Sony and Hertz Audison. There it is, the full car stereo system the Sony AX3000 car stereo with Apple CarPlay, and the Hertz Audison 520-watt amp plus the 400-watt powered sub-box and the speaker system that comes with it. Uh, it's, a, it's a great prize. You're automatically entered if you're already subscribed, and if you haven't, go subscribe now. We'll be pulling a winner at the end of August. Coming up, uh, we will discuss some decisions that need to be made by three NFL franchises in particular and how there is a, a race it seems like to get done first. We'll debate whether or not that's smart. But first, a dilemma for Chad Withrow tonight. So the weather is going to be a little bit cooler this evening in Middle Tennessee. And uh, I have uh, my daughter, Evie, who is six, has wanted to have a camp out with her dad at some point. And I told her when the weather is a little bit cool at night in the summer, we will have a camp out. So here's my dilemma. I've agreed to this camp out tonight. I'm fine with the camp out, excited about it. We're gonna put uh, an air mattress down in the, uh, in the tent, put it in the backyard, and the plan is to actually sleep through the night outside. Do I think that the whole night will be slept through outside? Probably not. We'll probably make it to 11 o'clock or so, and then she'll wanna go upstairs, which is fine by me, totally yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. So here's the dilemma. I'm not a six-year-old girl. So I don't go to bed at 8 o'clock at night or 8.30 or 9. If we're really pushing it for bedtime, it's usually between 7.30 and 8.30 she's going to bed. And now it might be 9 o'clock. I don't go to bed at 9 p.m. at night. So what is a grown man, father, to do in the hours between 8.30 or 9 to 11, 11.30 when I typically go to bed in a tent while your daughter's trying to sleep <laughs> Next to you. Do you have a book light? I do, but I think that'll keep her awake. No. I've thought also about, you know, a laptop. This will definitely keep her awake. A laptop watching a show. No. With, she's going to watch that. that. You can't do that. You either have to be reading your book or reading your iPad or phone. Uh, that's the only answer. Now, you have, to, you have to hang out until she's asleep. Then once she's asleep, a book light's not going to bother her or iPad light or phone light's not going to bother her. So you just have to catch up on magazine articles or whatever. Do you have the app Pocket? I mean, can I just lay down for 15 minutes and then go inside? No. The, the television's right inside. No. Can I go inside and no. watch a TV and then come no. back out when it's no, time to go to sleep? No, that's an absolute violation of the spirit of the event. Chad, let me, let me give you my my. But no, actually, this. this is where I, as you're not a father, but I seek your guidance <laughs> Yeah, that's why, because he's not but a father. I know. No, but I, but I actually give you a lot of work. I say that, yeah, I say that. You well, got a couple guys in here let that me are going to help you out. I, I shouldn't say Hutton's not a father. <laughs> Hutton's not being a dad to anyone uh, right now. This is why I actually want his advice, yeah. because... We all know why you want I his want, advice. I want someone to tell me... It's okay to ...to leave. go inside and watch a game... 
on the TV and just tell Evie that if she needs anything, I'm right inside the let, door. That's let, not sleep out. Listen, Paul, when's the last time you went camping? I don't, I'm not a camper. Okay, so. Yeah. But if <laughs> I commit to something I, with my kid, I do it. And you can commit to something with I your child. I committed to sleeping in the tent with my daughter. I didn't commit to going to I can't go to sleep at 8.30. Well, discuss it with her then and see if she's cool with you leaving. Hutton, your, your take on this now. So where I grew up in Morrison, Tennessee, and what I still refer to as home because I love Vervilla, there's an old farmhouse that was built in the late 1800s that sits in front of my parents' home right now on the family farm. And growing up in that house, you had to go get water from a well, and you woke up and there was some frost on your quilt because it was too cold inside uh, because they didn't have the stove going 24-7. I grew up in a farmhouse on the same property that had running water and heat, electricity, television. And my guess is camping out nowadays is a lot different than it was in 1873. So if you want to bring your laptop out there, by God, bring your laptop out there. So this is... Um we do an annual Withrow men's camp out on the Buffalo River, okay? That sounds like something sinister. It's, it's not. It's a, guy's, it's a guy's retreat is what it is. Match all dudes. Guy on a buffalo. A lot of dude sweat. There's actual guys on a buffalo. We're guys on the buffalo, not on a buffalo. We do this annually, uh, typically in the fall, and that's more of like what you would consider a camp out. Now, but camp outs, when I was a kid where everyone was in a tent. Now campouts are my 77-year-old father and his twin brother sleep in a camper. Glenn. They bring, like, because they go hunting all the time, they bring, like, a full-on camper that's got AC on the inside, yes. and they sleep so on hotel. the inside of that. Yeah, Portable, but it's, that's it's, camping. It's fun. That's camping now. So, and also, women aren't allowed on this trip. So my daughter could go during the day, but it's only guys mm. at night, so she can't go and experience the actual outdoors. This is a very like well manicured neighborhood. This isn't a you know to me this is not a camp out. This is us putting right, a tent down in my outside. contained backyard. You're sleeping uh, outside. Look, I'll, I'll recede a little bit from what I said. I think you have a conversation with her. Hey, Dad doesn't go to bed at eight thirty, so but she knows that. I'll, uh, uh, how about I lay with you till you go to sleep, and then when it's I'm ready to go to sleep, I'll come in the tent. If she agrees to that, then fair game. Yeah, someone we're getting some great submissions on the YouTube chat also. Someone said bring a tablet and just watch something that you can watch together yeah. until she falls asleep and then you can sneak out. I just don't think there's any What do you think she's out. going to say? What do you think she's going to say to the conversation? Well, here's the other, this is what I also risk is uh, she falls asleep and wakes up alone and it's pitch black <laughs> outside and I'm inside watching the NBA game. <laughs> and then, then we've got another set of issues that I, you know, abandonment <laughs> issues. That I've taken off uh, from her. It's just, again, I have not made a decision yet, so I don't know. The problem is, I would just take my laptop and watch something, but I know she's going to be watching. Like, she, there's no well, way. Can her you eyes pull up a chair? Can you pull up a chair nearby, or sit on a a, a bench, or your steps, or whatever Possibly. nearby, and watch there? Possibly. There's a good compromise. So you're in the vicinity if she wakes up and is scared, but you're not beside her distraction. Let me give you a less popular fourth option. <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's got the plan. He, he don't want him. Sedation. I drug myself uh, in some way. Oh, I thought I you were going to drug her. I don't have, oh, yeah. No, yeah, I don't have, uh, I don't have amb an ambient prescription no, what was, What's the thing you took after did I take something. Oh, melatonin. I thought you'd give her melatonin. Yeah. I think she'll be, I mean, when it's, I don't know. Tire her out. Go home and run some laps. But that's the thing. It's like I, I almost want her to stay up. Later. Until 11. So hey, then just we can let's both stay up till 11. Then we'll Evie, watch the game with me. That's the one way she'd probably sleep through the night outside, too. And I'm not going to enjoy sleeping. I don't <laughs> love sleeping outside. They invented air conditioning for a reason. We have I mean, homes yeah, for a reason. This is civilization. There's a reason that I like that. Uh, and I'm going to be up the moment the sun comes Homelessness up. is a problem, Chad. Not, yeah. not something we see. I, it's it's a dilemma. I mean, this is why I wanted to bring it to you guys. You've given me some options. I don't know that we have a solution. I can't wait. Please text us and tell us what what becomes of this. I'll just save it for tomorrow. I'll just come in and tell you exactly. You'll know by the look in my eye how Sullen. much slept I got. When <laughs> look, I come in. Chad, this is great preparation for, for Nebraska. That's how content. I that's how I view this. Yeah, you can't sleep in Nebraska. Well, there will no be windows. no. 
There will be no campouts. <laughs> this is more like. I was going to say, well, there'll be no electricity uh, or internet. Uh, Nebraska. I mean, when I'm done churning my own butter yeah. and going to the well for water, I mean, that's I'm going to be uh, really. Nebraska is not like camping. Nebraska is more like, guys, how do I sleep in prison? No, it's not that. You bad. say no windows. I'm very concerned with no, no windows. It's a. It's I, I love it. It's a basement. Yeah. So there's nothing there. I mean, they, Nebraska, you have to have storm shelters because there are a lot of tornadoes. So they have like a legit underground storm shelter, and that's what I watch TV in. So there are no windows there. Yeah. There is a room. And if there's a storm, he doesn't know anything about no, it. There's fine, there's a, well, like it's uh, the room I sleep in is mostly underground. So the window is eye level with the ground. You sleep down there's there like alone? There's a shrub Angie in and the, the girls are elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's only so many places to, yeah. We're yeah. separate spots. Chad and Angie play the roles of Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt and did, uh, did, Twister. Do her parents know that? Oh, we need a Jamie Gertz to get involved also. Are her parents, really makes it up. Are her Speaking parents, of the Hawks. Are, yeah. Is her family aware that you're not dating any longer but that you're married? No, it's, it's – I'm not going to get into it. It's, <laughs> there's small beds in different spots. Like there's not – we sleep in a king-size bed. Maybe you should take the air mattress. There's no – yeah, there's no king-size bed option anywhere. Just Maybe twins. you should forestall the camping and, and take it with you to well, Nebraska. There's also a crib that the two-year-old has to sleep in. Yes. So one of us always has to sleep in there or grandma sleeps in there, and there's a bed in that room. And then Evie's got to sleep with someone. So at least one or two nights, I will sleep with Evie in the bed. Well, She'll be kicking this me the whole night. I could picture it better <laughs> if you sketched it out. Yeah, there's not. There's we have to be in different places with children. Is there is there like a timer for who goes where when? Paul, these are multiple kid problems that you don't understand. I can't. I'm drawing you the map right now. I don't know if I can get construction paper and crayons. Can we put something big you, up I on the wall? I feel like I've described it pretty simple. Chad, uh, I also think you just tell Evie tonight just to to wrap up thoughts on the camp out you just tell her hey when you're ready to go inside let me know when you're ready to go to sleep well the big thing she keeps asking is is it okay if i want to go sleep in my bed and yeah, my absolutely. answer is absolutely that's we can what start i'm start in your bed i don't want to tell that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm hoping for you can say we, now, we could start in your bed and just say we can dark until 8 or eight thirty. anyway probably this year will be the year that i take her during the day to the withrow camp out <laughs> because all the little kids can be there during right, the day right. and then at late afternoon they take off um, so I'll probably do that. And if we were going somewhere to camp, I would be much more anxious about she has to fall asleep and be able to sleep outside because there's no no return. There's no going home when you're driving somewhere to camp. But this is a very easy out for me for her to just say at 9.15, Daddy, I can't sleep outside. Can I go to my bed? Sure. Okay. All right, then I got two hours of television watching today. I can see Chad tonight building his own fire. He gets a you know a five gallon pot of water to boil, pours some coffee grinds in there, lets it sit for for twenty minutes, and then he has you know just dips out the coffee. I'm I'm a, a singing campfire songs. I'm dressing yeah. a rabbit that I killed with a field knife outside, <laughs> telling ghost stories. Or the neighborhood dog. Yeah. Hey, Evie, these intestines are filled with nutrients. Here, let's eat them. We're gonna put these on the fire. Spitting tobacco. <laughs> These are the Bear grills of Mount Juliet tonight. Yes, yeah. We, Wearing a loincloth. I'm eating a possum that was run over in the middle of my street, just taking it by the tail out back. God, can we get a, uh, can anybody available to go over there? Sarah, you available to, yeah, to hey, uh, we, that's, put together that's right. a, have a, a short film about speaking this? Speaking of uh, I think the Instagram. might have some questions if Sarah just shows up in the tent. <laughs> Insta tonight, like, Instagram takeover would be unbelievable. Very, she's very good at yeah. being a fly Instagram takeover would be unbelievable for this camp out tonight. Oh, man. God. Yeah, it, yeah, we should. This is what we're trying to build up to events like we this. We should tab. Well, we have I'll, it right in I'll front of us. I'll send Sarah a few pictures to post on Instagram. Okay, good. And however she wants to do it. Sarah, by the way, does a terrific job. Fantastic. Of, uh, just molding. I'm watching Mythic Quest, which I yeah. love. I know Jacob's onto it also. And uh, Ian Grimm, who's the the main creator of the show, he just says all this crazy stuff, and these art directors just immediately turn around and give him his vision perfectly. And he just marvels at, but this is exactly what I'm thinking. Thank you so much. This is what I want. That's Sarah on Instagram. You just give her a picture. It's like, that's exactly what I wanted to do with that. Thank you. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It's, a, it's how, a skill. I don't know how she's going to train her replacement in the narrow window of time. But that, that's going to be very difficult and her final challenge when the time comes. We've also yet to name her replacement. Yeah, so we'll get, yeah we probably ought to hire that starts person. starts there. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, can you hire your replacement, please? <laughs> the, uh, by the way, uh, the YouTube chat today is on fire, so uh, great uh, participation What's Lebowski here. saying? Okay. Lebowski, Lebowski says, Nebraska is like a stop on Oregon Trail. Make sure you buy enough bullets before you head north. 
Very and an true. extra wagon wheel. Very true. Yes. There's, and and Yulman, an there's plenty of ammo around me in the house. Don't worry. Axle. I don't need to buy any. <laughs> it's <laughs> all there. Yulman offers you some words of encouragement. He says, you're underestimating how sleepy you get when it's dark outside and there's nothing to do. It's almost a chore to stay up until 11 unless you're drinking booze or something. I mean, I mean, he could he could do that. The booze would help me sleep. Like yeah. that could be part of the drugging myself to go to sleep. You need to take some of this honey bourbon with you. That's behind you. Or I, I might. Quite the okay. Can I start now? <laughs> Quite Abby, the here's a drink for you. Give her like a, a little sugar-free juice box, and you you have a little drink. Toby on uh, the YouTube chat says, "My grandmother had a brilliant tactic, and I think he's referencing just that: a little rum in the gums, <laughs> puts them right out." Give him, give him a little bit of alcohol. A little jack on the shelf. A little yeah. jack, jack Daniels. Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, Paul, what, do you think some of these NFL teams have been, you know, sipping the sauce a little bit? We, we, we're, right now we have three quarterbacks with fifth-year options that are going to get big-time extensions. They're going into year four, not year five here. Josh Lamar, Allen. Baker. And uh, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's representing himself. We had the topic earlier this week. Dumb. I'm eager to follow it. His mother's apparently involved. I'm eager to follow the story because Baltimore wants to get this done before camp. Now there are talks in Cleveland that they want to get Baker Mayfield done before the season arrives. Haven't heard as much from Josh Allen in Buffalo, although we know they're going to lock him up. But, but we saw this with Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. We, we, we see it every year with these franchise quarterbacks we saw with Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Why not take advantage of another year with a rookie salary instead of trying to extend the guy two years in advance instead of one? I don't know why why you have to do it now. Yeah, well, you buy yourself long-term favor, and you could still have a very reasonable cap number in the first year because the uh, the bonus is spread out, or you could trigger a bonus next year that, that it really takes off. So the cap number would be getting big in the fifth year anyway with the, with the fifth-year option. So it can be structured in a way that, that this year isn't going to take off. And if you have some room this year uh, left over, and I don't know what the situations of these teams are, might as well use a good share of it and, and get it in his pocket if you don't have anywhere else to, to put it outside of your contingency money and stuff. But I, I'm with you in that I know all three of these teams are sold on all three of these guys. Um, I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan based on his being a different kind of guy in terms of what his value is. Yep. Baker's not an absolute guarantee. I like him. I don't love him. Josh Allen, to me, is the, the real deal. If I'm Buffalo, I, I'm going ahead, right? The other ones, I mean, if you think of Goff and Wentz, the Rams made a mistake with Goff, right? Sure. It went too fast, too soon. People fall in love with their guy and do too much. And the Eagles technically made a mistake with Wentz. And, and in dealing him, it was difficult to, to get out from under that. And they're taking a lump mm -hmm. cap-wise after having dealt him. So, you know, if you come to terms and everybody feels like it's a win-win, that's fine. But I don't feel like they should be racing like there's a deadline, like you're, you're talking about. Like, what's the pressure here? Well, uh, the Cleveland, pressure is you want to avoid feeling the deadline later. Yeah, but like, so, so Cleveland, Tony Grossi had uh, someone from the, the Cleveland front office on his show on uh, WKNR. And they, they said on his show... We feel as though there have been enough quarterback deals around the league to have a framework for Baker Mayfield. We, we, we're we not really worried about waiting to see the structure of Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. But to me, you're trying to get it done so that you don't have to see the framework of those two deals because you know that it could potentially hurt you where you're ending up bidding against those two for Baker's contract. Yeah, I mean... It Right? I mean, that's yeah. why you want to get it done first. But Baker Mayfield, that wouldn't you guys agree, is, is shouldn't be in the financial ballpark at this stage of Josh Allen or Lam Lamar Jackson's won an MVP. You can argue against his passing stuff. And, but and they're not, Josh Allen is a better the, quarterback. But the thing is, they're not going to get paid based on what those other two are doing. If you're just looking at the three, they're going to be paid based on the position they play. Yes. But those guys are going to up the market, probably. The one thing is, to me, oh, Mahomes is an outlier, right? Yeah. Mahomes is an outlier at the 430 number, if you're playing with the 430 number. I don't think anybody's getting into the 430 stratosphere, right? Mahomes, 
has to be taken as an outlier. Well, he also signed a 10-year contract. Right. I mean, that, that that's the other part of this. Is Baker going to sign a 10-year contract? He'll get... He'll get is Mahomes' any, money. Yeah, is anybody going to sign a ten-year contract? Um, uh, and 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 Mahomes has outs along the way. They're team team outs, not Mahomes outs. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's different. I I don't know why it's better to do it now, and I don't know. I I fear for Cleveland because it's Cleveland. I think well, Baker Mayfield's very good in that system and all of that. Not very good, good to very good. There are examples. But is he a savior for that franchise at quarterback? I'm not ready to say absolutely yet. Are you? No, but see, there have been signs that they should say yes. There were signs that Marcus Mariota was going to be worthy of a future contact, contract after 2016. Right, and you waited out. Jameis Winston, same thing going on with, with what happened in Tampa. Um, there were, I mean, there, he was throwing a lot of interceptions. He's also throwing a ton of touchdown passes. It was an exciting brand of football with with, it, with some of the week-to-week games that we saw from Jameis Winston, despite the finished product that we know now. I bring those two examples up because we know where those two players are. They're not with their original team after their rookie contract. Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, on the other hand, drafted a year later. They end up getting the contract extension after year three. Also They're not since with traded. the original teams. They're yeah. since traded. So uh, I, I think there is a, a lesson to be learned by all that. Meanwhile, you're not trying to get into the, the, the bidding war for your guy. If you feel like you have your quarterback, teams are going to go ahead and try to lock up that player so they protect themselves from not getting into a year where they – the quarterback even has more leverage if you pick up the fifth-year well, yeah, option, right? And, yeah, and that's the one thing, right? There's not a ticking clock now, but if you get to the end of next season, then that fifth-year option well, time you, is pretty quick, well, May you, 1st, May 5th, and whatever And you see what happened with Dallas and Dak. Like that, that's the alternative to the argument we're making here is, well, what would the Cowboys do if they could go back and get Dak Prescott under a contract four years ago instead of what they've done the last two and what they've paid him. And ultimately, that fifth-year option number and then the franchise number dictates everything. That's yeah. going to happen next spring, and quite frankly, it happens now, right? Nothing changes. Those are the key numbers. So things are kind of structured out for you with those benchmark numbers. Coming up, speaking of Dak Prescott, he's in a category with a lot of other players for 2021 in the NFL season. We'll discuss that. Uh, Future quarterbacks for the NFL Combine, are they going to be an indie or not? The NFL Network, they are they for sale? Or are they just looking for investors? I'm reading between the lines on what's going on there. All of that and more. Plus, big news on Rocky Top with a quarterback that's no longer on their roster. That's straight ahead on OutKick 360. Jacob Swanson made it rain last night, just like you saw on the screen. It is time for the Outkick 360 Daily Parlay from FanDuel.com slash OK360. And the parlay today goes back to Jacob Swanson, and we will show it on the screen and describe it for you on podcast. We are going with the same game parlay. There's so much on the screen. Look at the they're, small type. They're, yes. They're, You've got to lean in. We're going. <laughs> Thank you. There, there are the players to record a hit. Vladimir Guerrero. Uh, Bichette, Mancini, Simeon, Hernandez, all to record a hit. Now, uh, with apologies to the Orioles fans that are expecting this to be, you know, 13 nothing like it was last night, this is Jacob, again, taking Toronto over, over Baltimore like we saw him take Houston over Baltimore on the money line, over 10.5 runs, but unlike last night, Jacob is saying that there will be Baltimore Orioles to actually entertain us tonight They'll with hit. some hits, yeah. like Trey Mancini, uh, for instance. So look at the payout. There is the payout at the bottom, where the five-dollar bet wins you thirty-five ninety-seven. So larger uh, incentive to jump on board the Jacob Swanson train. Chad, tell the people what and the did. Outkick three hundred and sixty. Jacob parlay. Swanson, who self-proclaimed with his T-shirt, hates the environment is making money for you. He is 1-0. He is batting 1,000. And that is the bet tonight. Let me break it down for you if you're a gambling novice. Here's what you want. A high-scoring Blue Jays win. And then hope everything else falls into place. But I think if you've got a high-scoring Blue Jays win, we're probably going to win some money tonight. Did you go with $5, bet. Chad, our regular $5 bet? I went with 10 Whoa. I went with 10 That's you, how much I believe in Jacob. 
That is almost as confident as doubling that spread. He doubled, oh, the, he double doubled the, the gamble. God, if you are a first-time user to FanDuel, though, there's no reason why you're not already. But here's another incentive for FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com slash OK360. 30 to 1 odds on any team to win their next NBA playoff game. It's a money line bet, so you can jump on. You can take the Clippers or the Suns tonight just to win outright. Money line bet, 30 to 1 odds. Max bets $5. It's going to net you $150. You deposit $10, and it's your first bet of $5 that can win you $150 on any team to win their next game. Go to FanDuel.com slash OK360 for more information there. The Combine is going to be on the move. They, they, made, the, the, they made the announcement slash media leak yesterday where the Combine since... How, how long has it been in Indy, Paul? It's like since the 80s? Yeah, I mean, uh, forever. my career. Forever. Um, since 87. Where was it before that? I don't even know. Yeah, I, But it was a non-event before that. It's been I mean, there it annually a, since yeah. 87, except for last year, of course. And they're now going to put this up for bid. And they're going to take this city to city, or in some cases, they'll just go back to the same city. Indy can be included in yeah, this. That's why it has not been mentioned very much, is that Indy can bid on the combine and win the bid. The problem with actually believing that is we know Dallas and Jerry Jones, they would love to host the Combine. He, apparently, Combine was in mind when they built the STAR, their training facility, which is two indoor facilities, one of which seats 12-5. The other thing, that's a good point. The other thing to consider is the new stadium, SoFi Stadium, that they built in Absolutely. L.A. is built for television. The NFL Network is a part of the agreement whenever – Kroenke was allowed to build that stadium. They built a television studio for the National Football League right there with them. So that, that's another incentive to go to L.A. Vegas makes a ton of sense because you better believe with the NFL opening up things for gambling apps, for sports betting, that's going to be a bigger point of emphasis for the NFL Combine in prime time. And you're going to be betting head-to-head. 40 yeah. times, and you're going to be getting over under 40 times, I, I would bet. I Here's threw out Atlanta as well just because of the, the venue and strong ownership. Here's one thing that I ask about the combine in terms of indoor-outdoor. What, what if there's a breeze? I, I think you want an indoor venue for 40s, and th for 40s in particular. You want a controlled environment. A controlled environment. And so... Even SoFi, which yeah. is beautiful weather in L.A., but a breezy day in L.A., you could have wind-aided 40 times, which I think would be a concern of GMs and scouts around the league. You want a controlled environment for 40 times, especially now if we're talking about the betting element, and I don't know how much they're going to factor this into their thinking, but you want pure 40 times. If people are betting over-unders on 40 times, if people are betting head-to-head -head on 40 times, and you're betting somebody's 40 time in the receiver group that's on a different day from the corner group, then there's now a variable in play. Yeah. I, I don't like the idea of outdoor. You know, so you're talking about Atlanta, that's indoor. Talking about Dallas, which I think is a very high favorite on this. I could see Jerry just bidding people out of the water with the Arlington group to get it there, and that's an indoor thing. Uh, but I know money talks and, you know, Vegas I, and L.A. are appealing. But I would think a controlled 40 is an important element of this. Uh, maybe a small element to the overall discussion I haven't heard yet. We're talking a lot about the NCAA and the Supreme Court ruling for amateurism is dead. Paid. Are they going to have to start paying these players at the NFL Combine? Or if they're going to outsource it? Going. I mean, it's no longer just a job interview. This yeah. is a television night. Well, I think before you get well, to being it. paid, I think before you get to being paid, you have to have some big guys start not going. Some of the top 10 players have to say, I'll see you at my pro day. We've you, had you a lot come of that. To, you well, come what to would me. We've had a lot of that with quarterbacks. What would stop no, a quarterback they, they from taking... They don't throw, but they go for the medicals. What would talk, what would, you have to not go for the medicals. What would stop the quarterback from taking a sticker, a Fandle sticker, and putting it on his combine uniform and running his 40? Well, what would stop it is they'd keep coming and taking it off. I mean, it would be a, tug, a constant tug-of-war, right? It, 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 you're right. That, that's the tug-of-war. And, I, you know, I would also, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I would say, I don't, I don't need to go to the combine. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, and, that, and, and then we, they again, have to incentivize we've had guys that do that. Out. I mean, if you yeah, want to say, I'm not going to take part in your TV event. They're there for the interviews, though. Well, they go for the interviews yeah, the interviews the in the medical. Yeah, that's fine. But that's a job interview. Right. But it doesn't and hurt we're talking Trevor about Lawrence. what is uh, you're going to get paid for this and what you're not going to get paid for. Hutton's right. They could easily argue, if I'm doing the bench press and you're filming it on NFL Network, I should get paid for that. If I'm running the 40, if I'm doing the shuttle drill, whatever then I, sh- I can get paid for that. But if you're going to interview with teams and do medicals, that is a job interview that you don't get paid for. It's already you a TV event. You get paid when you get drafted. Right. And I, I'm, just, get drafted. I'm curious where, where we're headed with all this, if they're going to take it city to city. It's just... But why would they not? Like I, I look at the NFL and I see the success of taking the draft on the road and what it does for these NFL cities. Why wouldn't you do it? The, the Combine's the next event that they should take on the road. Why are they? Why does Indianapolis get to host it every year? I know the why it started that way: geography, facilities there, and the medical. But if you have, you're a plane ride away anywhere in the country. If you have the facilities available, why not put it in rotation and take it to different places? Well, We've talked about this with SEC baseball tournament and basketball tournament and championship game. Is it better to keep it one place or move it? Name any major conference championship. Should you move the tournaments? To different places, the NFL has the utmost ability from a financial sure. standpoint and facility standpoint to make this a rotating event. As something to sell, absolutely. As something that you want your member clubs to be able to operate efficiently, it's something different, right? And that's not their concern, and we know that. But if you pulled GMs around the league, they would tell you, I love Indianapolis. I can walk everywhere I need to be. I know where to find people. Everybody's at the same five bars if I need to meet agents and stuff. Uh, And, you know, it's a compact downtown. There are very few cities in America. If you go to L.A., this thing spreads out huge, right, Huh? If you go to Dallas, I don't know the lay of the land near the star, but you're not going to be able to walk to bars and hotels from the star. So the thing uh, logistically turns into something entirely different. Is it convenient for a TV product? Yes. Does it make the convention element of it for teams way more difficult? Absolutely. Also, Here's another thing I'll, I'll say in terms of selling yeah. it. The NCAA could be on the front end of selling it, right? Look, you don't go to the combine because they're not paying you. But on the name image likeness thing, we can sell your pro day. We can sell you at your pro day running your 40. You'll make money on this end of it. They could they could take the lead from the NFL on this one thing, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I I just think it's such a we're talking. You about run the this. forty sponsored by Mercedes if you're at at uh, with in Tuscaloosa. I think and that's where we're headed. I think yes. I think for the top guys, that money is so inconsequential based on what they're going to be making anyways. And for the bottom guys trying to get drafted at the end of the draft, well, bottom guys are gone. Those guys aren't going to be making a lot of money in endorsements either way. Bottom guys are gone. But the big guys that we're talking about, Trevor Lawrence, could have made money at, in, under NIL at Clemson for his pro day. And the NFL's not close yet to paying him for a combine. Coming up, the Tennessee Power Hour. Plenty of topics across the state of Tennessee, college and pro, headed your way on Outkick 360. Hang with us. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.